0: And welcome back to another episode of...
1: EVIL!
0: Yeah, that's we pra- right, we we're practiced back that right before <laughs> We're back, baby, we just had a feast And <laughs> you, we're
2: alive You
3: might think that you're listening to uh, Beach Boys outtake there But no, it's your the regular Evil Men host Chris Locke, James
2: Harden, and Michael Of hey, Chris, that reminded me of like the soundtrack of
0: Midsummer. Oh, You God, know what I mean? That, like when stuff's yeah. happening,
2: the background music sounded <sighs> like that <laughs>
0: Yeah, well I really <gasps> I really like taking sound baths That really? just trip you out Mm-hmm well, I've never. Done I like it. sound
3: showers because I don't like uh, you know sw- <sighs> rolling around in my own sound filth.
0: And apparently, sound baths waste too much sound, and that's mm-hmm. damaging the planet now. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Plus, you're in. You're sitting in your own dirty sound. Yeah, yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like pieces of your butter
0: in the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back after that crazy hundred episode, hundredth episode party that was just like bananas like yeah. we were tired after oh that i was God. really really
2: tired yeah we rested for
0: a week and but we're at my house and uh, the girls are away and we literally just <laughs> barbecued a feast oh yeah so we're yeah. back in in like tenfold like so much protein can, cow, I, veggies. can i list
3: some of the foods we ate oh please sausages hamburger grilled peppers corn coleslaw That is not creamy coleslaw, really. It was more like oily coleslaw. And we're (laughs) going to eat more snacks to be confirmed,
2: to be announced soon. We we do have a major announcement about a kind of snack we're going to eat live on the air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is going to maybe be a podcast first. (laughs) And I'm
0: I'm actually excited. I'm excited, but also nervous. Should we just do that? I mean... Or do you 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 want to preamble more?
3: We're riding high off our 100th episode. This is 101. Guys... Let's just throw the rule book out the window and just do this amazing, special, never-before-done podcast event.
0: So I won't say what the snack is yet, but I'll go get them from the freezer. Oh,
3: It better not be a, a dead guy.
2: Now, uh, why don't I set the stage here? On our Discord, which you can join at patreon.com evilmen evil um, a user named Meatloaf Jack wrote in there... He says, <laughs> "I wonder if he's related to um, Meatloaf, the dearly
3: departed Meatloaf a day, uh, Meatloaf a day." His last name was a day. Really, former actor. He was in Fight Club. He had several hit albums about hell or
2: Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Meatloaf Jack wrote on the Discord that the best thing ever. You got to try this; it's really good, according to him. Potato chips <laughs> <laughs> after you've had the bag in the freezer. No. So we've got, Chris went out today, and he bought a bag of Miss Vicky's spicy dill pickle and also Miss Vicky's sweet and spicy ketchup, and he's put them both in the freezer, and we're about to eat them here, live now, on the show. Now,
3: can I say, as a
2: oh. skeptical Samuel, I'm thinking, you're putting chips in the freezer,
3: there ain't no water in those those goddamn things, how is it going to change them? They're just oh. going to be cold chips.
0: Yes. I, <laughs> there probably to is. To be honest, I'm interested, but I never thought much would happen. All right, I'm opening okay, them up. Okay, crack them. They're both the Miss Vicky's kind. And this is not my choice, although I'm excited for all of them.
3: You've heard of hot ones. How about cold ones?
0: Yes. I, uh, I asked Mike and James what uh, flavors they wanted. Mike got back quickly <laughs> with I pickle and ketchup. I just said
2: pickle. Right, you, you go, yeah, I've never heard <laughs> someone say what flavor chip you want. And Pickles. the guy goes, pickle.
0: Plural. <laughs> well... What's normal to Mike is weird to us.
3: Whoa! Oh, there's uh there's ice steam rising is from there? the bowl of chips. Is there?
0: Okay, actually? I'm gonna try this cold dill Chris, pickle, be spicy dill pickle. Careful with your teeth. Yeah, yeah. It's a cold chip. Whoa! Wow. Okay, pass it over. I want to try ketchup now.
2: You know what? Yeah, I like it. It just gives it a little... The guy Meatloaf Jack said on the Discord, mm. it's almost like it gives it a crispness, like biting into a pickle. And I would say it is an experience kind of like eating a cold, crisp pickle from the fridge, but it's a right.
0: chip. Right, which is actually perfect for today because I mentioned we barbecued, and the um, hmm. barbecue was hot, but guess what? It's a freaking heat-warming warning. I See, I'm s- obsessed with the w- here. word warm.
1: You,
3: yeah.
0: we, we basically didn't even need
3: the barbecue to cook that meat today. We could have just put it on the deck, mm. let old Mr. Sun do his work.
0: It's true. It's crazy. It's high of 48 degrees Celsius today in Toronto. Yeah, uh, City Hall like. burst into flames. Maybe it was high of 33, something like that. Mm.
3: Mm. All those beautiful brick buildings you talked about last week, they all melted.
0: Yeah, they melted <laughs> and turned into... Uh, yeah. Mike, just what, brick puddles. What do you think of these ice chips? You <laughs> haven't really just, said anything yet. They're
3: just cold cold regular chips. You just
2: can't find the joy in something.
3: Well, I mean they're cold. I don't know. Well, if, I don't know if being <clears> cold <throat> is joyful, but they just they taste a little chilly. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> so find some ketchup, of the joy.
2: Weirdly the ketchup and,
0: are better. That's why I was saying the heat warning day, mm. maybe cold chips are a bit refreshing at the end of a heat warning day. How
3: about we do the opposite now? Put half a bag of chips in the oven as high as it goes, mm-hmm. and eat like, blazing hot chips.
2: That would be interesting.
0: I remember when I was a teen, mm. I took my Bic lighter to a couple chips, and you could really watch all the grease drip out. Fuck. And I was like, this is what we're eating, man. <laughs> but then, of course, I you, ate 30 them. 30 years later, we still yeah, eat chips. 30 time. years later, I Shout out to chips everyone. literally made me sick.
3: Shout out to everyone listening on uh, earphones or AirPods mm. who are hearing our mouths just crunching mm. and swallowing mm. and chewing and suckling and mm,
0: cold
2: chips. Mm. Here's what I would honestly say.
0: But someone on the Discord story said Pringles are really good oh, yeah, frozen. Pringles in the fridge. So I didn't do that. These are the Miss Vicky's ones so far. So maybe mm.
2: I fucked up. I would say to people listening out there, try it. There's no harm. You know, <laughs> they're not worse. I li- I like them. It's like a it's like a fun. It's a fun experiment And actually The world is burning
3: outside and we're like These chips are cold
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah like Impossible to have fun with Mike It's like Is this true? Do you guys agree? Mm. 2010s in the summer Toronto was like swampland 2020s It's like freaking desert now I swear I can tell it's changed what do you mean? It used to be a bit more humid and Now it's dry But in a damp humid But now we're just like scorched Do you feel the difference? I feel it's pretty humid Or maybe it's the neighborhood I'm in And it's more well, you live in the dry area Of the Concrete, concrete. <laughs> Yeah
1: Hasn't yeah,
0: rained it's, mm-hmm.
2: in this area In quite a while
0: Yeah sometimes Toronto gets really humid You can almost feel lightning forming Around you Oh yeah Do you know what I'm talking about? Those mm-hmm. The electricity Um, I'm just still on the
2: chips here So, Mike, you're a dill pickle person? (laughs) I mean, I rarely eat chips, but I like
3: dill pickled chips. I like barbecue chips, ketchup. Is that what that is? Oh, you
0: barbecue. I got ketchup. Ketchup. I got mixed up. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or are you a ketchup man? You say ketchup? Are you a ketchup man? Tell me you don't say catsup. I literally didn't say that. I know, but (laughs) I could see you doing that sometimes. How do you say the word? Ketchup. How did I say it?
0: Ketchup. Well, I quit the pod then. (laughs) (laughs) What about... Do we have anyone here who says catsup? That's why I just asked. <laughs> I thought he did a mix, like cat chop. Well, I sort of
2: thought he did, too. That's why I was leading there. But he says he doesn't.
0: Did you hear about the family of tomatoes that was walking down the street? No. Oh, God. What happened? Well, the little one was dawdling behind. Mm-hmm. So the dad, the big tomato, jumps in the air, lands on his son, squishes him into the sidewalk, Fuck. And says, catch up. <laughs> you
3: know, Fuck. there is a problem with toxic male violence where some fathers mm-hmm. do the worst thing they can do when they murder their offspring. Like, imagine killing your son or your daughter.
0: If anyone listening has been killed by their father while their father said, catch up, I apologize.
3: Reminds me of Joseph Fritzl.
0: who that?
3: The Austrian guy who kept half his family in the, in the cellar or whatever, and he... He was not a great guy. But Possibly he... one of the worst Austrian men who ever lived.
0: Where was the other half of his family?
3: Well, I guess they were all down there. I, know I misspoke.
0: Hmm. I'm going out to have fun. I'll be back later. To never let you out.
3: <laughs> Austria has a small population, and their batting average for having some, some of the worst men who ever lived is pretty high.
0: Yeah. Arnie...
3: Andre Rue, the conductor who's on PBS all the time. Oh. Hey, what's the guys.
0: guy's name who kept his family in the cellar? Joseph Fritzl. We should do an episode on him. Yeah, I'm actually shocked we haven't. Yeah. Maybe Labor
2: Day. <clears> oh <throat> <clears throat> uh, yeah. Kind of a good, good holiday for it.
0: <laughs> Damn. Maybe Family Day.
1: Mm. That would actually be
3: more appropriate. That's in February in Ontario? Family Day.
0: Family Day was, yeah, a vacation or holiday day that they made up just to give us some respite during the death blows of the cold uh, February winds. It's just, yeah, they made up a holiday. They're like, stay home. I don't give a fuck.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Go spend Um, some time with your fucking family. Well, thank you.
2: Thank you, Meatloaf Jack, for the fun suggestion. I'm glad. I think
3: this was fun. If anyone else on the Discord ha- can think of some foods we should put in a place they don't usually belong, let us know. And we Actually, might genuinely,
0: is yeah. it Wolf Man Jack or Wolf Gang Jack? It's Meatloaf Jack. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf Jack. <laughs> what are What are Chris your Meatloaf old... Jack? I have tasted chips that are cold. What's next, though?
2: Ice cubes in the uh, microwave. <laughs> um, Chris. <laughs> What are your, like, top three chips?
0: Well, no point asking. I mean, a lot of them are psychological. Oh! Because of, like, being a child. Oh. So there was this Hostess barbecue. Remember Hostess with the Hostess munchies on the bag? I do. The
3: munchies on my mind.
0: Yeah. Hostess munchies from the 80s. They're plain, like they're not ruffled, but like regular chips that were barbecue flavored. I remember those. was this insane taste that I...
2: I totally remember Hostess Barbecue.
0: They were incredible to me as a child. They were like intense, very barbecue-y. My, I had a rich friend, and uh, he got every G.I. Joe toy, and he always <laughs> had big bags of Hostess barbecue chips for snacks.
3: Goddamn the aristocracy.
0: I know, and I think his... <laughs> I think he was friends with Snarf from Thundercats. <laughs> like he knew him. <laughs> Christopher, would you like to stay over for dinner? Mumra's coming by. <laughs> Mumra? But don't worry, Snarf will be here. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I remember being like, oh my God, if I go over to his house and play, I get we'll just be like eating these fucking barbecue chips all the time. Mm. So... Going forward as an adult, there weren't that many flavors <laughs> that replicated it, except mm. for Lay's Barbecue Ruffles were somewhat similar, but Lay's not...
2: with ruffles?
0: Yeah, Lay's Barbecue Ruffles.
2: Ridge, do you mean? Or are they Lay- Lay's,
0: made Lay's of makes ruffles, don't they? Am I wrong? No,
2: they're two different chips. There's Lay's and then yeah. there's Ruffles.
0: They're not the same company?
2: Well, maybe, but I don't think you'd call Ruffles Lay's Ruffles. You'd just call them Ruffles, you know? <laughs> you know, in
3: France, they call them Ruffles with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying ru- barbecue Ruffles. Is I your... feel
0: crazy. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm crazy here. No, I'm probably crazy. You know me.
3: You guys are having the Mandela effect with chips. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I thought they were called Bernstein chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, get to the bottom of this. Yeah, can
2: I give my top three chips? While yeah, you're mine will take a long time, anyways. Because here's, here's my top they're three. All
0: connected to stories.
2: Number one, <laughs> Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar. Number two, Ruffles all dressed. Those both might be Canadian only. <laughs> and number three, I'm going Ruffles regular. Wow. Yeah.
3: And imagine Ruffles all nude. For,
2: oh, for the over eighteen what? set. Someone from England, I think Lisa on the Discord was saying regular what flavor is regular exactly okay they so call it salted in england salted, they call regular salted ruffles we call it regular. ruffles
0: are still made by frito lay okay yeah but they don't say lays above the title like yeah you,
2: say. you don't say ruffles from lays
0: oh look lays ruffles regular potato chips
2: okay well i guess but, they, but it doesn't not on say the package it. Fuck,
0: man. Well, say yours again. I was, like, doing this Here's my top three, okay? Research Sports for radio style. Radio program. Number
2: three, Ruffles Regular. Number two, Ruffles All Dressed. Number one, Miss Vicky Salt and Vinegar. Although, you know what? This Miss Vicky Sweet and uh, Spicy Ketchup is working its way up the list.
0: They're in the same ballpark because they have a little bit of a sting to them. Mm-hmm. So, but Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar are a classic. Pain with pleasure. Someone on the Discord I think mentioned <laughs> ruffles, sour cream, and onion. Those e- are fucking killer. They're
2: so good, but they make me think of farts. <laughs> I don't know why. And you know you when
0: you open a bag it, for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Although these spicy dill pickle are Also you
0: probably had them as a teen and your friend farted through his track pants <laughs> while you were eating them. Yeah, for
2: sure. I think I definitely have a traumatic suppressed memory of a kid farting while eating that. While you're watching and Seinfeld. I can't shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> but it do you um, but wait, so your number one is Ruffles hostess barbecue and ruffles barbecue number two?
0: No, no. I okay. would say hosti- Hostess Barbecue from the past, if I could yeah. ever eat them again. Lay's did make a old-fashioned barbecue chip that sort of tried to replicate that flavor. Old-fashioned?
3: <laughs> like, like back in the day. Yeah, like back in
0: 1984. <laughs> like when
3: men were men and women were women and you could eat a barbecued yeah. chip.
0: Get me my chips, woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Ruffles, sour cream, and onion, and also... Mm, this is a left fielder. Kettle brand sour cream and onion. Mm, Those thick motherfucking Kettle chips brand kill also me. does like a what cheese
2: flavor. And it's so yeah, good. Yeah, New York cheese or something, something New York like cheddar. that. Oh my god. <laughs> Mike, you never heard of New York cheddar? <laughs> New York cheese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> New York cheese. <laughs> Okay, Hi, from you're
3: New York. Out. Oh, good. My uh, top three <laughs> chips: barbecue, uh, any My, any it? brand, uh-huh. the cheapest brand, like no frills brand. Um, I like hickory sticks. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'll and take it. cheese and onion from the UK. Those flavors. Oh, Mr. Fancy, yes? cheese and onion from sometimes Marks I'll and Spencer's. Just, sometimes I'll just book a flight across the ocean, get a little bag, cheese and onion. Head back across the ocean. Hmm.
0: Let me guess. Morrissey sang a song about cheese and onion chips one day.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, he's a vegetarian but not a vegan, I think, so he could probably eat cheese.
0: Oh, yeah. Can you sing a Morrissey song about those chips?
3: Cheese and onion taste so good. They don't smell like farts like sour cream and onion do. (laughs) Also, I vote for a bad political party. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Well, we're almost done. The frozen chips. There's I know. More. I actually, I think There's this is a, a really good
2: intro of just like basically chip talk. Mm-hmm. But man, I'd listen chip to talk. the hell out of that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, we're just hanging out eating chips, you know. Crunch, mean, crunch, crunch, crunch. I feel like
2: you feel a bit like you're too cool to talk about chips.
1: I
3: feel exactly <laughs> the opposite. I feel like I could talk about chips all night.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, the common man... The common man or woman are, are, with, are you know, they relate. Yes, because they go, I like these chips too. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know?
3: absolutely. No, and I know
0: Here on Evil Men, we're obsessed with the common man and woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: our listenership is, you know, comprised mostly of miners, construction <laughs> workers, well. factory people.
2: Foreman, it honestly uh, might be oil rig people who work in the people uh, that <laughs> drive
0: those little garbage cars on the sidewalk with yeah, the tube yeah.
2: sticking out. Well, who do you think? The, lis- un, the do you think? who do you think listens to this? Professors and judges? No, I just said miners, oil rig producers workers. of CBC. <laughs> we, we probably we're gonna I, make it. I'm sure a we're gonna make it big, big portion of it of people listening are blue collar, have maybe blue collar jobs, Uber drivers, guys who, um, are plumbers. Guys who are pipe fitters. Do you like hate these people you're you're mentioning? Or do you
3: Yes I hate them?
2: <laughs> I feel like you do though.
0: No, it's just like sometimes when you're an artist mm-hmm. it's funny to think of people and it's true, it's not any disrespect to anybody's job. But it's funny to think of the rest of the world as like a sort of playmobile town. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The banker, the baker, the Kansas fireman, Ste- the fireman's dog.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: yeah. A plumber. The farmer and the farmer's farmer, daughter. Farmer's oh, friend. I would
3: love it if the farming community listened to Evil Med.
0: Have you seen the farmer's daughter from Playmobil? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
3: yes. No. Have you seen the farmer's shotgun to keep uh, suitors away?
0: I was surprised Playmobil made a shotgun for the farmer.
3: Well, he's very protective of his daughter.
0: They, she's quite Play- beautiful. Playmobil made the the daughter too sexy. Honestly, Playmobil having a like toy shotgun for the toy farmer was not on my 2023 bingo mm. card, but here <laughs> we are.
3: But also Playmobil giving the farmer's daughter double g size breasts wasn't on my bingo card. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be necessary. And it seems out of step with the rest of the Playmobil sort of aesthetic.
0: Yeah, and giving her like weird glitter makeup and like a sparkly pink wig that she can put on and take off whenever she wants. Damn. Well, I think that was a good intro. Sometimes I put the pink playmobile wig on the farmer. Yes. Why not? Why not? You know, nothing to say you can't. Exactly.
2: Playmobil's cool. Beep, beep. Before we get to our evil man, we have actually an exciting announcement. On Thursday, August 24th, 2023, evil man will be doing another live show at the Paradise Theater in Toronto. Oh, yeah. It's a big theater. There's, you know, big capacity, real-time theater. So this is exciting. This is a really exciting show for us. We uh, we will give ticket info very soon. But if you're in Toronto on August 24th, please come check it out. It's going to be great. Our other live shows have been huge smash successes. People loved them. So we will be giving more info on this August 24th, 2023 Paradise Theater in Toronto.
0: We love doing them too. Guys, you have to admit, we have so much fun when we do them. It is. It's great. Three guys
3: on stage with three microphones, guests, an audience that worships us.
0: Mixmaster mm-hmm. Mike on the wheels of steel.
3: And <laughs> this is a theater where I've seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 70s version, and uh, John Cassavetes' film Husbands.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Huge. I saw that with you.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, if, if you were you know, thinking, should I buy tickets or not, let that sink in. And wow. what's our
0: review on John Cassavetti's Husbands? Starring John Cassavetes, Peter Falk, and Brian Gazzara? Ben Gazzara, yeah. Ben Gazzara? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was hard.
3: It was hard. It was long. Hard going. It was going. grim, and the print was uh, dirty
2: and ugly. What's the yep. premise of Husbands?
3: Three middle-aged married men are trying to not be that and trying to like reclaim their youth and like be swingers and they're drinking the whole time and uh in New York City and then it just it's sad and they they all feel depressed and then uh, <laughs> like I ends. think the awesome. three
0: actors and John Catsavetti is like I think they did accomplish what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and it's not pretty it's <laughs> ugly yeah. so they're
2: it's kind of like basically guys around our age. Yeah. Being like, I want to be young and do crazy things again, but then it's just a bummer. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: one of their friends died off screen, like in the beginning, from doing push-ups at a party or something. Yeah. <laughs> Actually? No. <laughs> <And> they all. <laughs> well, they are lamenting the loss of a friend. Okay. <laughs> or mourning the loss of a yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lamenting. <laughs> They're regretting the loss <laughs> of a friend. <laughs> Anyway, God, I'm ruining your promo for Paradise No, Theater. No, I if mean, you,
3: If you like The Sound of Husbands by John Cassavetes, be sure that's to like snag a, a ticket for Evil or, Man Live. Or
2: make it two separate promos. Yeah, yeah. Promo number one, August 24th, please come see us live. Promo number two, if you want to see Husbands, <laughs> Mike says, go for it. Go for it. Right? You could probably get it on Pro- Amazon con- Prime.
3: Amazon Prime, you could probably find it on the dark web. Nice.
0: Yeah. I think there's a new streaming service that you could uh, subscribe to to see it. It's called Brown Goo. <laughs> it's really gross.
2: <laughs> um, the aesthetic is gross. We should also mention that um, we do have a Patreon account, and you could find that at uh, on the web at Patreon.com/slash/EvilMen. And people who signed up, they seem to be happier than ever. Yes, They're getting two bonus episodes a month. We just released one a couple days ago. A good hour-long session with Jackie Pirico where we Mm -hmm. talked about psychedelic drugs. Um, And if you join up, you also get to be on our Discord, which we mentioned before, where people can give us topic suggestions or questions or weird, way cooler whatever submissions. Uh, You could talk to me and Chris on there, and uh, it's a really fun time. So please check it out patreon.com slash evil men. And if you already subscribe, thank you so much. We appreciate you very much. If this was Europe
3: and I knew you were a Patreon subscriber, I'd walk up to you and give you
2: the, the kiss, the kiss <laughs> on both cheeks. I, now, Mike, you've said that, you say that, mm-hmm. but I bet now a Patreon is, is going to see you and say, Michael, I want that kiss.
3: Oh no, the genie's out of the bottle.
2: <laughs> now, Mike, I actually, while we're saying this, I just remembered something. A guy actually wrote, because there is a, a mantis sort of uh, section of the discord my nickname (laughs) and a guy wrote on there about how he went up to you at comedy bar but got nervous I'm trying to find it a lot
3: of men nervous when they see me because they don't realize how tall I am (laughs) Um, how imposing I am how deep my voice is in real life because I I raised the pitch of it for the podcast Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah um,
2: I'm just scanning here I want to find this Chris gentleman Chris introduced me
3: to a, a listener the other night Yeah Which yeah. one? Which show was that? After you did the f- Friday night, late night show Called f- Just Four Laughs
0: Yeah, Just Four F-O-U-R Rebecca pain and beta judaki's show mm-hmm. but now i can't remember who the listener was well, i'm sorry guys i can tell
2: tell you our discord member whose name is tim a smalls he he biggie smalls well exactly biggie and he said he want he saw works. you at comedy bar and he wanted to say hi to you and i wrote he, he said i know mantis is at comedy bar tonight and i want to say hi to him and i said well did you ask to you know say hi And he goes, "Ah, I chickened out. His manly aura scared me off, and I escaped with a cowardly closed-fingered hand bump. This chills Do you remember hand bumping a random guy a couple weeks ago? I don't, and that chills me to my core to think
3: that I'm under surveillance by random people in the public, and they're talking about me online. And it makes me question whether I'm physically safe when I'm out and about,
2: whether I should hire security. Well, (laughs) Well, I think James and
0: I got security down.
2: Yeah, we'll make sure nothing happens.
0: All right,
3: well, to this listener... Um, Tim, Tim A. Smalls. Tim A. Smalls, you did the right thing by not interrupting my night. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, if you see me, come up, give me a pat on the back, kiss in the cheek and say, how the hell
2: are you, Mike? Would you ever let a listener come up to you and kiss you on the mouth?
3: <laughs> um, depends how... Uh, how many cocktails I've had
2: (laughs) and uh,
3: where they register on the uh, physical attractiveness scale. What
2: if a listener came up and go Mike, I love the podcast. I'm a huge fan of yours. Could I squeeze your ass? Well, you know what? Why not? (laughs) It's summertime.
3: But they have to ask you first. They have to ask me and this this is not valid in winter. Okay.
0: (laughs) That reminds me of this uh, joke I heard recently. Okay. So couple just got married right newlyweds congratulations they're in bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) first night as newlyweds a lot of pressure they're nervous and the wife says to her husband i'm nervous i don't know how we we're gonna do this uh what what do i do if i if i want to have sex (laughs) and the husband says well that's easy you just reach over to grab hold of my penis and pull on it once and i'll know she goes okay and she goes. And what about? Uh, what? I have a question
3: about the characters in this joke.
0: And then she goes. What about if I don't want to have sex? Then what do I do? And the new husband says, "Well, that's easy too. You just reach over, grab a hold of my penis, and pull on it times. <laughs> <laughs> Is <that> a hundred times." <laughs>
2: Uh, (laughs) Uh, That's a good one Yeah Classic Anyway, all that to say Please check out Patreon.com Slash Evil (laughs) Man Beep
1: beep Beep
0: beep Well, I mean
3: Chris Locke, we know you're in there Open up Who is it? I didn't do nothing What? It's me, Michael, and
2: James.
0: Oh my god, and you guys scared the uh, fucking crap out of me.
3: We're the co-hosts of the show Evil Men and we can't. Oh yeah. We couldn't sleep last night cuz we were tossing and turning wondering who you chose as the subject of this week's Evil Men.
0: <gasps> my subject for this week's Evil Men, you guys are going to love him. His name is Rolando the Child Eater. He killed over 500 children and flayed (laughs) them alive and ate their flesh. Just kidding. That's not who it is. But I do (sighs) want to give a shout out. I want to say to our listeners, listen, you expect us to come up with an evil man every week for this damn thing. And we do. Mm -hmm. Uh But it is really hard to not pick one thousand million options of men who uh, kidnap children and do things to them and then eat them. Like every is that go- really how- <laughs> I was looking up like a list of like <laughs> you know crazy men, bad men, evil men. Well, you know, and how- everything is like he got arrested. He got charged with murdering two hundred children, but in like court, he yelled, "There's more out there!" ha 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 ha. Well, you know how it's there's like, well, like Law and Order, this? and
2: then Law and Order SVU. Of dun, dun. Of, maybe there needs to be an Evil Men, and then an Evil Men spinoff of Just Crimes where they eat kids. Yeah, let us yeah. know,
0: Patreon. Would you like a bonus episode <laughs> that is a bit darker? Because there's a literally um, a pantheon. There's a myth- there's a mythological legend of men that are way nastier than we touch upon on this program often mm-hmm. that are out there just waiting to be sizzled we do tend to rule out ones that are just going to be a bummer but eating kids i don't know it could be fun. but you know what <laughs> i yeah i thought the same way too I, re- I read a few i'm just no i'm not even joking i read a few breakdowns of some guys and i'm like you know eating kids okay I could maybe gloss over that. Mm-hmm. But then there's always some sexual deviation attached to it. Mm. So they're like this men, fucking
3: you, sucks. Can, can men just kill kids without also fucking them? For once. <laughs>
0: men, can you not? it's uh, true. Zoop, 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 kids? It's true. Yeah. No, it's do better men. <laughs> just do better psychopath. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> just kill them for our show. <laughs>
2: Okay. Oh, my God, what if we, like, the show keeps doing well, and we become rich, and we, we, we do, like, you know, we're doing an episode a day, you know, we're we're going covering Damn. so many evil men. Yeah. And then, eventually, by, like, episode, like, 3000, we're like, I think we have to start setting up crimes for the podcast. <laughs> that's like a Tales from the Crypt premise.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You know? Oh, we become... Like we start or- we become the real, most evil men and
2: pinning them on mm-hmm. innocent men, simple. And then we actually
0: make all three of us together earn a ten yeah. on the evilometer. I actually watched Tales
2: from the Crypt last night on YouTube. Is it good? Yeah, it with was good. Yeah, from the nineties. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Those yeah. Were fine. He's always like, that seems like it was quite a, you know, that seems like he was a bit of a drip. And he drowned or something. You know, he's always yeah. doing little puns. <laughs> yeah,
0: that woman was liked rock and roll. Um, and she was killed by rocks. Yeah, that were rolling. <laughs> yeah, but like, but also like, I feel like the '90s Tales from the Crypt. Every woman in it was like a foxy rock and roller. Oh yeah, with like leather jackets and low cut well, tops. Well, Tim, Tim
2: Gilbert said to me that every pre- the premise of every Tales from the Crypt is an, a gross old man who's jealous. Of his uh, beautiful young wife's like male friend. And that is true. If you watch the 90s Tales from the Crypt, it's a totally recurring thing. It's always an old, gross man and a beautiful young woman, and the man's horrible. Literally, the one I watched last night was Morton Downey Jr., and he was having sex with a beautiful young woman. And he was
0: old and gross. It's, <laughs> like, it's like the... Um the writers' room hadn't like switched over yet. Yeah. What it was just a these...
3: seventy-year-old man with new wives. <laughs> yeah,
0: write <laughs> what you know. Well, what if the crip geekberg could see one of my parties <laughs> with my wife's? Yeah. Okay. So for real, I did peruse a bunch of options, and like I said, off the in the earlier there, that a lot of them are heinous, but I found one that I thought. You know, similar to ones that we've done in the past, a topic that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. And also historical, not new, which is something I like to look for sometimes. This is William Chaloner. C H A L O N E R.
2: He's Chaloner. Huh.
0: How would you say that? Chaloner, maybe? Chaloner. Which William is a name, Chaloner.
2: A, a name in my family.
0: Okay. But it's Chaloner. spelled differently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It could have been James Challoner. Yep. Chaloner. It could be Chaloner. <laughs>
2: Chaloner sounds Canadian, you know. Hey, Chaloner.
3: And he passes the puck to Chaloner and he scores. <laughs> hey,
0: Chaloner, you spilled my hot chocolate. Um. <laughs> hey, Chaloner, you only got one mitt. Okay, so here we go. William Challoner was a serial counterfeit coiner and confidence trickster who was imprisoned in Newgate prison several times and eventually proven guilty of high treason by sir isaac newton Damn. oh shit this oh, is way shit. back in the day we're in newton territory <laughs> baby newton
3: didn't just discover gravity he discovered how to put a man to j- in jail <laughs>
0: Hey, check this out! Gravity exists, and this is William Chaloner.
2: <laughs> do you want to hear how the internet says to pronounce the name? Yeah, sure.
1: William Chaloner.
0: Damn, you were right. Yeah, but what do? Ro- oh, me and A and I are the same. Well, according William to William Chaloner,
3: <laughs> this is like Black Mirror now. Oh my
2: god!
0: <laughs> That's Imagine tough. you and Chris this
2: is right. I love Chris. Chris is right, bitch. <laughs> William Chaloner. <laughs> That's how, according to how to pronounce. So, <laughs> Sir
0: Isaac Newton at the time was the warden of the Royal Mint as well. Yeah, so no here we go. You want to go? You want to go? As if I needed wanna one wanna more reason. You want to fucking go,
2: Chaloner,
3: Chris, <laughs> Chris? I didn't know I needed one more reason to
0: hate Sir Isaac Newton, but now it's even worse than before. I know he fucked with our bud. <laughs> William was born in 1650 to a. Poor family Boo. in Warwickshire. Uh, and I have here, I guess that was named after Warwick Davis. <laughs> so he is several hundred years old. <laughs> yes. Okay. Still in jail. No, no. In England, near where Shakespeare was born. <laughs> I'm really not trying to get new fans this episode, am I? <laughs> near where Shakespeare was born.
3: How did we pronounce that, uh, that name? <laughs>
0: to be or not to be, et cetera. Um, Shakespeare, sorry. <laughs> well, I said near and then where Shakespeare... Oh, fuck. He didn't remain poor for long. Yeah. <laughs> because he was a talented grifter. Right out the gate. He was a wily child. His parents found him to be troubled, so they sent him to be an apprentice to a nail maker mm. in Birmingham, which is how I threaten my kids when they don't listen. <laughs> I'm sending you to the nail maker in Birmingham. You want to make nails f- for, home <laughs> for home hardware?
2: I was in uh, home hardware today oh very nice wieners home hardware wieners on bloor uh that that is the best i mean i don't mind giving him a shout out that's the best hardware store for my (laughs) money in toronto i love that guy
0: well best hardware store probably in the annex but i'm here in the west end i'm a canadian tire man oh we got a canadian tire up by the stockyards
2: eh it's not canadian tire it's crappy tire oh shit that's a thing people say i'm like why it's not a pun at all Because people just hate
0: everything that's Canadian.
1: Do you
2: think you will ever run into... (laughs) If
0: they're Canadian. Mm.
2: We know he lives in the annex.
3: I'm talking about Professor Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. Imagine you run into Professor Jordan P. at
2: Wiener's Home Hardware. And and by the way, if you're listening and you're like, what the fuck? When Home Hardware... They'll put the person's last name above it sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be like, Balazzo's Home Hardware. And this one happens to be a guy called Wiener. So it's Wiener's Home Hardware.
3: Wiener, do you have um something to help me unblock my toilet? <laughs> Why are you crying, sir?
0: <laughs> they don't want us to have uh, male <laughs> hammers anymore. <laughs> they, they don't want us to <laughs> use hammers like men used to. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's chaos. Oh, what's chaos? At, I'm, Everything.
3: <laughs> I was at Wiener's. <laughs> I saw old man Wiener slap the shit out of Jordan Peterson the other day.
0: It's it was, not fucking chaos. It's just fucking <laughs> life, dude. <laughs> wow, Wiener's tough. <laughs> Can you sell me some uh, testosterone? pills? <laughs> I told you before, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, you little pussy.
3: Stop yelling at me, wiener. Stop (laughs) yelling at me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're the wiener, even though I'm wiener.
2: Oh, God.
0: I saw on Twitter the other day that... It's chaos. (laughs) It's not fucking chaos, man. It's like other people talking, you idiot. That's all it is. Different people talk, too. You gonna pay for that screwdriver or what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, A lot of young men like me. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Okay. So, he becomes this nail apprentice (laughs) maker in Birmingham. William had little interest in making nails for some reason, <laughs> but he showed an aptitude for another form of metalwork that Birmingham had become notorious for, the production of counterfeit groats.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you guys a, know what a
0: groat is? No. Is it? So, mm. well, no. well, I looked it up first <laughs> and saw that it was like a compound of oats, something like that, like hmm. some kind of food. But Steel-cut groats. Yeah, but that's not what they mean in this. Man, these fizzy waters, you like, really fuck you up.
2: Do you feel like you ate too many chips? Because I do.
0: I feel like I ate too many chips, and yep. now the fizzy water is making me burp and almost shit my pants when I burp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not <so> funny. <laughs> it's chaos.
0: Um. The groat, though, back then, they used the word groat for a bizarre coin being worth, Hmm. at various times in in history, either four pence, eight pence, or being interchangeable with the shilling. The design was usually crude, which made it easy to counterfeit. Hmm. These were a significant part of England's money supply at the time. It's
3: like a child's drawing of the king on the back (laughs) of the coin, like... (laughs) Yeah,
0: one thing that's funny about this guy's story is... For quite some time, it didn't seem too difficult to become a counterfeiter. <laughs> you just needed like a trade in in mm-hmm. t- working with tin, or right? Something. Like you,
2: yeah. Because it's not like you know, it's not like you're looking, comparing a picture or some comparing it to a picture of something. Yeah, like, look, looking at it in the light. In and fact, a... something
0: on the coin will be invented in this story Ooh. that is not yet. Uh, that we know helps us keep them... We don't even fucking use coins anymore, man. Uh, You can't counterfeit the beep of a debit card, can you? Well, I guess you could like put a bunch of things up by the cash register and then put a fake card there and then you make the beep. (laughs) Well, there we go. Looks like I should be off. (laughs) You heard the beep. You heard the beep. Don't look
2: at the machine.
0: (laughs) During the 1680s, Oh yeah, so he he starts walking from Birmingham to London Apparently back then, (laughs) everybody walks to London to get a job Hmm. During the 1680s, the Craftsman's Guild, which were very uh, restrictive Stopped him from finding legitimate work using his skills But this did not stop William Chaloner So he started making and selling tin watches on the street But also, this is going to fucking fry your guys' mind He's outside of the guild, but he's still using his handiwork. Right. He makes tin watches on the street and connected with the tin watches. I don't know how they did this. Not kidding. I don't know how this is possible. But yes, he made dildos <laughs> attached to the watches and what? sold them on the street.
3: <laughs> that seems very impractical.
0: I don't get so how don't it works. Much Can you time? look up old-timey watch and dildo? Okay, then I don't know I'm how going, it went together, but apparently going in
2: incognito mode. I'll tell you that the dildos were
0: around back then, and they were <laughs> on
2: your watch. Dildo. I, I
0: think watch. it was like a almost like a what? a lewd sort of type of watch that was like
3: <laughs> a rude watch.
2: <laughs> There's a Pornhub link: dildo watching porn. <laughs> the dildos watching it. porn also no, made I've it, heard of everything. made it out of tin it sounds just um, old timey dildo. The watch. wrong
0: material, maybe. I don't know. They didn't... I, had, I read two or three... I read two articles and watched a fucking YouTube <laughs> Some people walking around with... clip, And I don't get it. They didn't show me how the apparatus worked.
3: Hey, say, what time is it? Oh, my
2: goodness.
0: But dildos were popular, and they were coming hot off the press out of Italy at the time. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I guess I
2: didn't even think they had watches
0: then. <laughs> hey... Not only did we have watches, <laughs> we had fucking
3: dildos, yeah. man.
0: We had the best. Sixteen I guess, sixteen <laughs> fifty was the seventeenth century was the best time to be alive, man. I guess it's this like, is the Western culture. You can make your own coins and go fuck yourself.
3: <laughs> this is the Western culture that we need to fight to
0: to preserve yeah. and to maintain. Yeah. You can make your own coins and go fuck yourself. Maybe it's
2: like how, you know, the VHS industry was sparked by and then the DVD industry was as well, and the internet. And maybe watches were the same, you yeah. know, like a lot of the
0: yeah. Big Ben
3: used to have a big dick swinging on top right. of it, and then they had to remove it after the uh, It
0: poked blitz. straight out. kind of. Having a dildo <laughs> attached to a pocket watch is like the same uh, for us these days, having an iPhone? a flashlight <laughs> attached to one of those straw Corona drinking hats, party summer hats.
2: It's also like an iPhone. You know, it's oh, a bunch yeah. of things in one. And this yeah, was like, yeah. you could tell the time and masturbate if you're a lady. Oh, well, Or what? I guess a guy, too. Up your ass. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, two in one.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know this uh, this watch has a dildo attached <laughs> to it as well, don't you, sir? Mm, that'll be fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, can, I'm not buying it for that reason. I it's can just remove it
0: for you, sir. No, no, I don't want you to I'm trouble very you. I'm impressed with your tin work. On the watch. Well, I could sell it to you without the <laughs> dildo. No, no, I'm no. in a
2: rush. I'm in a rush, so, you know. Yeah, just, I'm late so just, I'm...
0: It's hard for you to take the dildo <laughs> off, I understand. I'm late for tea. <laughs> well, it's
2: actually no trouble at all, so no, 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 no watch!
0: This is what I do, okay? (laughs) He (laughs) pulls his pants down in the street and puts the dildo in and out of his ass. (laughs) Now do you see? I actually want it. Oh, God. There's my boss. (laughs) 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 See what you did, William? Chalona? (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Yes, you're right. Everybody can use a dildo. That's true. Especially in this crazy, funny, hilarious 17th century. Um, it's very Benny Hill. Very So he's saucy, saucy and dirty. You know He sold tin watches that had dildos inside, it said in the article. So I don't fucking get what? how that works. I don't get it. I If anyone listening understands... Is there like, like
2: another term for dildo that's non-sexual or
0: something? No, I looked it up. Huh. Here, here, I will actually look... On
3: Dildo Newfoundland, we have watches with a little something extra on them, don't we? <laughs>
0: uh Dildo's a sex toy. That's hmm. it. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay, well
2: he, yeah, So I guess he's a sort of sexual <laughs> entrepreneur.
0: Wait, I have another article too. We can go now? fully check. 20 minutes of this podcast Oh, <laughs> to have a dildo watch. It, a note to this. Our other article I read on headstuff.org, by the way, shout out, I really pilfered you guys because your article on William Chaloner was amazing, headstuff.org, if anyone still works there. Dildos had been available in England since at least the time of Shakespeare, but had increased in availability over the previous decade, mostly in the form of Italian imports. A popular ballad of the day, Signor Dildo, <laughs> drew a link between this and the arrival of Mary of Modena, the Italian wife of King James too.
1: Mm. okay
2: so
0: i swear to god i didn't get a visual of what this freaking thing looks like
1: oh well
2: (laughs) well okay
3: we'll go with it reminds me of that uh the underwear for two
2: that you can get at a adult store funderware is that the what is that like the underwear you eat fundies no it's like an underwear Mm. built for two You face each other. You face your partner when you're wearing the same. I'm doing
0: one more thing. Well,
2: I mean, we're we're on this now, so I might as well just say there's an article here uh, that says the bizarre connection between Sir Isaac Newton and dildos, and that may be, yeah. It William Chaloner was a. This this article talks about William Chaloner was a dildo salesman. Anyway, so it's legit, Chris. We've we've done a little extra research, okay, motherfucker. Well, I'm looking at
0: 17th century dildos right now. How
2: come Shakespeare didn't have the guts to include
3: this in like the plot of one of his comedies, yeah. tragedies, yeah. Uh, sort of,
0: one yeah. of sonnets? Um, yeah, oh my god. My Google image search is pretty bizarre right now, but there's dildos from throughout the ages of time.
2: Well, well that, why don't we, you know, let's get back to it. I mean, it's a, cra- <laughs> it's a very interesting <laughs> surprise. It's a shocking detail. <laughs> <Yeah>. Curious.
0: <laughs> Curious, isn't it? Curious <laughs> um, So His patter In selling these unusual devices Revealed a talent for And this is a quote from the article I was reading Tongue pudding Taken from an article I read I'm saying tongue pudding I'm going to use that expression <laughs> from now on till the rest of my life Tongue pudding of course means The verbal agility of a con artist Oh. Sweet he's talking, he's got that tongue pudding. Yeah, sweet and talking. That's a great expression. I'm never. I'm always going to remember tongue pudding. Your next comedy
3: album will be called Chris Locke in Tongue Pudding. That's actually a great name for an album. You know what? Tongue, what? tongue Fuck, pudding. I'm and so you do just that. you opening your jacket, and you got a bunch of dildos and watches inside, and you're trying to sell them.
2: <laughs> or it's it's a big big close up of a tongue, and Chris's face is on the tongue, like superimposed on the tongue. Or my
0: face is the pudding. Yeah, or
2: you take your eyes and nose and mouth and put it on a big tongue.
0: (laughs) Yeah, kind of like the Beetlejuice face that she makes. Anyway. And anyhow, we all figured out. Tongue pudding. Soon, he was working as a quack doctor and psychic. (laughs) He would sell fake miracle cures, tell fortunes, and locate stolen goods. With that magical tongue pudding. He was able to recover these goods due to his connections with the men who stole them in the first place. Oh, okay. This led to his first encounter with the law as a suspect in a burglary. He was forced to flee his lodgings permanently, abandoning his wife and children. Damn. Yeah. Huh, yeah, but he was Can't really come sad back. about that. Can't come back. Uh, sorry, shit pants, or whatever your name is. Um, <laughs> his next job was as a, quote, Japaner. <laughs> I told you this was a good one A trade that Like the dildos Originated in Italy Imported Asian lacquer, lacquer work You know what I'm talking about? Lacquer? Yep uh, Became very popular And while the original version was expensive A cheap imitation was easy enough to recreate The technique used by the Japanese Was little more than applying a thick coat Of reflective la- lacquer Usually black to furniture or tableware the latter, usually uh, cheap tin or pa- paper mache articles. Uh, I guess, I don't know why it says the latter. Uh, decorative gil- gilding was also often applied to the furniture. And it's highly probable that William learned this technique as well. But Japaning was not a highly paid job. And soon enough... <laughs> 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 I am talking weird today.
1: And soon enough... <laughs>
0: Takes pot, takes pear. What the fuck is happening to me? What, it,
3: what did his resume look like? I like, had, Okay, oh, see so you used to sell dildos, or I'll give you, he's in Australia yeah. now. Paint um. this. <laughs> yeah, paint this to look like it's
0: from Japan. Uh, um, so, okay. You sold dildos. Now make a paper mache pot. <laughs> um, the thing is, is, okay, I don't know what it is. I'm giddy. I'm extra giddy today. Okay. We ate so much meat from the barbecue, girl. Yes, yeah, I drank a bunch of Coors of Light tall can, chips. but only one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a ton of chips. So I think I'm just like giddy for being full, like a kid at a birthday party. <laughs> Actually, well, that's exactly how we ate today. Except for a
3: uh, birthday cake.
0: You, shit! You
2: did say you almost shit your pants. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> I almost shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so... So, can we just mentally recap where we're at with William Chaloner? So, he. Just being a japaner. But wait, I, I, I'm just asking if we can recap where he was. So.
0: He's in London, he's, like trying to do anything. He's in London, he's, he's trying got to. these skills, but the okay. guilds are strict. They and he, won't let him.
2: And he was making. He was so could...
0: doing all this hustling shit.
2: So, he was good with tin. He's making dildos weirdly. He he's... already
0: sold out other criminals to okay. escape the law. Okay. Right? right. And, and also benefit off of them, like. He would act like a psychic that would locate stolen goods, right? But he would bust. So he's other sort criminals. of a
2: grifter, grifter guy. Yeah, he's 1600s England. He's okay.
0: Is his he? Yeah, it's about 1680, I believe. And his tongue pudding is well developed, <laughs> and it's working for him. So William fell back since Japanner wasn't uh, paying that well. William fell back on, and it's in quotes. I, I, I don't know how how that's taken, uh, but not, yeah, I guess, yeah. That's what they said back then. <clears throat> and soon enough, William fell back onto his earlier experience in Birmingham and became a counterfeiter. At this time, counterfeiter, counterfeiting money was considered treason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this today. It's okay. I can't do it. It was you treasonous? It. You can do it. Yeah. Counterfeiting? Punishable by hanging. No! Guess how women counterfeiters would be, would be punished. Um... No more, uh, you can't watch your TikTok or YouTube and uh,
3: taking away all your beauty products.
0: Mm. Sort of. Close. They were burned at the stake. <laughs> oh, shit. So
2: men were hanged, women were burned.
0: Yeah, but right. the executioners mm. I read used to have this like thing to help them. <laughs> Basically a noose. would be around their heads. So while they were being burned alive... If they had pity on them that they were suffering too hard, they would fucking choke them with the goddamn thing around the neck. Oh, you really must have been really good
3: it must be a really good like person as an uh, you know executor if you're like, "I don't want this poor woman to suffer in the flames, yeah, I'm gonna just pull the cord and
0: hang her over the flames yeah <laughs> I'm an executioner, but I got a big heart for example a woman. Who didn't do nothing, was being burned at the stake the other day, and I strangled her with a rope before the fire could fully melt her brain. Now,
3: is it treason because it's like an offense against the image of the king or queen or whatever? That must be
0: That must wine? be it, yeah. Hmm. Good guess. Well,
2: yeah, treason. Hmm. Yeah, it seems a bit odd for counterfeiting. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm.
0: Oh, I thought this water tastes weird, and then I forgot I'm drinking sparkly grapefruit piss. <laughs> it's delicious. I, I chose it La Croix Yeah I say La Croix Americans say La
2: Croix Fuck What do you say? I say La Croix Yeah But if
3: I'm in America I'll say La Croix Just to try to uh. s- Fit in and sneak my way Into their When I'm in America culture.
2: I say in a restaurant Like where's the bathroom? Because you know Here we often say Where's the washroom? Yeah And I've said it in the states And they go The fuck? I say restroom The room. fuck are you
0: looking for? <laughs> <laughs> you need the wash? Wash something? Nobody washes anything in America. Well, the Americans say La Croy. Yeah, but there's not much time left for the Americans. <laughs> so there. Um. You know, just, I heard a statistic today. Yeah. Uh, this
3: year alone, it's already it's only July, and there were some mass shootings on the weekend for Fourth of July this nice. year. So far, just July. Kidding. Not nice. Already. 21 million Americans have been killed by guns this year. That's not. Oh, you're joking.
0: <laughs> 21 million. <laughs> hey, we should do an episode on the American gun. Um, <laughs> Nobody even like talks about it. That's how depressing it is.
2: It is. I mean, yeah, I guess this is well-trodden territory, but yeah. it is odd. They'll be like, yeah, there's a mass shooting. Eh. There's
0: a mass shooting and also Ant-Man is coming to theaters <laughs> President
2: Biden opened fire on a group of well wishers today, and then uh, (laughs) he thought they're saying he thought it was a water pistol.
0: President Biden has just shot President Trump. No, wait, President Trump is now shooting President Biden. (laughs) Eh, Who cares? Um, But they're never going to get a young president, eh? It's just going to be a bunch of old guys. I want to see
3: a nice young, juicy, fit Obama
2: fun president. Yeah, he was young and handsome. But I know I what was you mean,
0: young and <laughs> handsome. Well,
2: I was at one time
0: young and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> we need a first. Now you kid. see Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> uh, uh, no, he, he always goes on Jimmy. The other one, Michelle, I Sasha, him. Malia. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other Jimmy? Uh,
2: Corden. No, James Corden. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy um, Kimmel.
0: You see Jimmy? Jimmy Myers. <laughs> You see, Jimmy Kimmel, I was young and handsome. <laughs> now, Donald Trump. That's a game changer. <laughs> that's sound What? Now, Donald Trump, he, that's a big fat ass. <laughs> yeah, we miss Obama. <laughs> I do miss Obama. He was awesome. It was
2: He was nice. I don't know. I yeah. mean...
0: There's all those people that are like, he still drone <laughs> right. bombs on he might all have these been, like kids at school. It's like, you guys have been doing that since the birth of your country.
2: I think both him and Trudeau both have these very drones, very left, um, sort of um, the way they the way they talk and the things they say. Their platitudes seem very progressive, but then what they actually do is kind of middle of the road. Is what it seems like. Yeah, they're centrists. Yeah, for real.
0: Yeah. Uh, but they have leftist, syncophantic fans that love them no matter what. True. Um, let's take all that part out. That sucked. <laughs> Not what James said, what I said. Despite yeah. this, however... Okay. So I told you about how heinous it was if you got busted counterfeiting. Yes. Or punishment. yes. Hanged or burned. Yes. Hanged or burned, depending on your gender. Despite this, however, London still had a large number of coiners at the time. It was a big issue. Almost 10% of coins in circulation by 1690 were counterfeit. Wow. The British coinage was in a terrible state, having only just introduced milled edges to prevent clipping. You know how the coins have those edges? Yeah. Mm. To prevent clipping. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I took it from a article. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but then I mean, is... am I supposed to do no, whatever? research on every word that no, pops up? No, out? no, no, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I guess I was thinking the use of clipping meant like, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe, you know, if you clip <laughs> something, clip a coin. We've all been there. <laughs> Clip a coin. <laughs> I'm gonna clip a coin It's this this the worst episode, but I'm no. having the most fun <laughs> for some good, reason. It's good. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm. I. I did not know that I would be this. I think I'm having tongue. I don't. I do not have pudding tongue right now. I. I'm having trouble <laughs> speaking tonight too, and I don't know why.
3: We've got the meat. The meat tongues. We're uh, words are
2: not are coming meat, easily out of my mouth.
0: We're meat and chips giddy. There's no do to boot it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Worse, since some of the coins were worth less than their materials, they were subject to deflationary arbitrage. This is a practice of melting the coins to sell them for the metal. So silver at the time was worth more as bullion on the continent than it was in coins in Britain, leading to a shortfall in coins in circulation. Interesting. So people would take the fucking currency, melt it, and then just sell the silver. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Hmm. So William joins a counterfeiting gang, and his talents begin to shine. He starts out creating French pistoles, and soon graduates to gilded guineas. He was successful enough to become wealthy, buying a house in the Surrey countryside, Mm. where the noise of his coining machines would go unnoticed, Mm. though he had a few close calls with the law. In one case, the man passing coins for him (laughs) was arrested and revealed the details of his operation, Though, uh, William was able to flee to Scotland until hey. the unfortunate accomplice was hanged. Mm. Imagine the
3: police coming like, Sir, what's that sound? Is that, is that a coining machine? No, no, that's my dildo machine. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. <laughs> it is kind Carry of, on.
2: It's kind of cool imagining some farm in the middle of the woods in 1650 and he has some big contraption making coins. It's kind of cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just
0: black smoke coming out and green smoke all day. <laughs> it's, like, it's so hard making coins. Are you making coins? No. <laughs> in 1693, William began to branch out into more ambitious scams, taking advantage of the wide scale paranoia in the British government over the recently dispossessed Stuart dynasty. His first scheme. was to pay for Jacobite sympathizers to print copies of James II's recent declaration denouncing King William. Now, check this out. Damn. This, I would say, is almost uh, clearly more heinous and dastardly than the counterfeiting. (laughs) When the men arrived with the copies of the declaration he had commissioned, William had the police waiting. The men were executed. And William pocketed a 1,000-pound reward. Whoa! So he he, he framed over a bunch of Jacobites. Own... Wow. Isn't that fucked? Yeah. He was like, come on, boys, let's spread the word of James II or whatever. And then it was
2: just to pin his crimes on them, was it? Yeah. Wow. He framed
0: them in a mass-like <laughs> fucking scheme. Damn. Yeah. But this helped William reach respectability. It gave him contacts in the government. (laughs) Yeah, not with the Jacobites, but... His last foray into anti-Jacobite scams nearly proved fatal, however, when he and a crooked thief-taker named Coppinger co-wrote a Jacobite satire with the plan of using it to ensnare another printer with Jacobite sympathies. Coppinger tried to secure the full reward for himself by denouncing (sighs) William for coining... And having him sent to Newgate, William was able to take his way out of it. uh, Sorry, talk his way out of it. (laughs) I'll just do that one again. William was able to talk his way out of it with that delicious pudding tongue. Pudding tongue. And even had... "Mm, Is that pudding? Tongue. (laughs) And even had Coppinger hanged for writing the satire. So, he's leaving people in his wake. Damn. Yeah, when I first like started reading about this guy, I didn't know that there'd be like, he's not blatantly killing anyone, yeah. but he's letting he's setting people up to get fucking killed without a care in the world. Chris, am
3: I right to say that he's started to become loco?
0: I think this guy is trying to uh, get crazy with it. Essay, bonk <laughs> <laughs> in sixteen ninety four. <clears throat> yes, Mike. I believe he's becoming loco at this time. That
2: should be the sound effect if whenever a joke doesn't land, honk. Yeah, like a,
0: <laughs> a bemused honk. Yeah, honk. honk. <laughs> In 1694, William decided to try to make his coining business legitimate. He began circulating pamphlets denouncing the state of the mint and offering to take over control of it. With various suggestions to prevent forgery. Ah.
3: Who would know better? Who would know better than this man? This
0: effort is like, devious AF.
2: Yep. It reminds me of the movie Sneakers with Dan Aykroyd, where <laughs> they hired criminals to break into their business to like so that they they would do so that they could test if their security was good enough kind of thing that's what Sneakers so,
0: is about. i watched it when i was a kid i didn't remember something like that but River then they Phoenix, actually did do a Dan Aykroyd, heist. Robert Redford yeah
2: robert redford Redford yep. and Aykroyd together in a movie? My and God. And d- that guy David Strathairn or something? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, that's devious. So he's going, why don't I just yeah. make everyone's coin? And uh, I, I, I know how to for, you know, stop
0: forgery. Yeah. Well, you would. Yeah, I guess he had some ideas about forgery, eh? <laughs> to say the least. He was favored by the Earl of Monmouth. Damn. Who had recently lost the post of Lord of the Treasury. And he wanted to support Chaloner in order to attack his successor. You know, because he'd be critical of his... Yeah, the guy who took his job. Mm. Unfortunately, his proposal actually prompted a reform of the mint by the man who had replaced Monmouth, the Earl of Halifax, which remedied many of the issues he had raised. So he kind of got... Didn't make a lot of headway there. Kind of backfired. But double backfired, because even more unfortunately <clears throat> even more unfortunately, his actions placed him firmly in the crosshairs <gasps> of the man Halifax brought in to take the post of Warden of the Mint. Dot dot dot
2: What a sensual da, da, da.
0: <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton
1: <laughs>
2: So wait, what? An apple fell on my
0: head, and other things.
2: Can can you <laughs> can you re- restate that? So, so he he Isaac Newton was was
0: had what position? So, Earl of Halifax was the Lord of the Treasury. Yeah, and he made Sir Isaac Newton the Warden of the Mint. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Uh, unaware that his newfound nemesis is now set on his trail. William turns his attention to a brand new invention.
3: Paper you, money! Oh, God. Yep. Can I just say, mm-hmm. you don't want to get on Sir Isaac's bad side, right? That's every man's nightmare.
2: You don't want that guy gunning for you. He's like Jax on Vanderpump Rules. I was going to say he's like
0: <laughs> Rambo yeah. of the 1600s. I,
2: it's interesting that they they put isaac newton in charge of like money like he was a scientist he
3: was an alchemist though uh, he dabbled in alchemy i think as well really so he maybe knew something about metals and i don't know yeah. but also interesting. Interesting. Look at these guys but,
2: that are appointed to run uh, cabinets in the government who have no expertise and I, I i believe this is correct i remember reading in a short history of everything by bill bryson that isaac newton was a really odd man and like obviously a once you know Beyond once a generational genius, and he would like spend hours watching his feet dangle. And like <laughs> he, I believe he was a virgin as well. Perhaps like died a virgin. I think like, he was like a from from what I understand a uh, you know I just a character. One. I did his bio on Tinder. I
3: like light and gravity and watching my feet dangle for hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna swipe uh, left. What's the one where you say no is left? No is left. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna swipe left on Sir Isaac and his feet.
0: Well, with all that pent-up jizz that he never um, released, he kind of used his tension to set his sights on William.
3: The first law of jizzodynamics.
0: <laughs> the Bank of England had begun printing one hundred pound bills on special, distinctively patterned paper. Whoa! But William was able to find his own source of paper and begin printing his own bills. So there. These were eventually traced back to him, though through the source of the paper. But no laws had actually been passed to make forging banknotes illegal, so he escaped punishment. Yeah! Yes, Queen, slay! (laughs) In fact, he even managed to keep the profits from his forgery and a 200-pound reward besides when he took the opportunity to denounce his former associate, Aubrey Price, as a forger of checks. Even though the technique Price used had been devised by William himself, he was hanged while William was celebrated. Damn. This guy is getting off scot-free like an M But, getting near the end here, I believe. No, there's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. no, there's not. Um, so William is managing to avoid punishment for his crimes through willingness to throw other coiners under the bus. Certain authorities see him as a valuable informant. Newton, the man who never comes and thinks feet are more fascinating than a (laughs) woman. (laughs) Not saying that he was straight. I have no idea where he leaned, but you get what I'm saying. He doesn't care. Newton doesn't care about uh, his informant, informant tendencies. He sees this most notorious forager has to be brought to justice in order to return any semblance of respectability to the mint.
3: Newton was like, I won't rest until this piece of shit is in jail.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like now Newton is this sort of like Pat Garrett type uh, doggedly hunting Billy the Kid.
3: Or like Javert in Les
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see Les (laughs) Pursuing... I'm waiting Bellshaw. to read the book when I'm 86 and I have some time. <laughs> he begins building up a case against William, recruiting an army of inform... Oh, and I just want to say, for all the uh, Billy the Kid heads out there, yes, I know Pat Garrett he used to ride with Billy the Kid and then he turned on him later. I guess Newton didn't ride with William earlier. But maybe they <laughs> were friends for a sec. Maybe they shared a tart at one point. Anyways... He begins building up a case against William, recruiting an army of informants and researching deeply into William's background. Every time William had been arrested was used by Newton as an opportunity to see more deeply into his world and mm. to find those who would have no issue with testifying against the man, who is also this backstabber, right? They're mm. like, yeah, fuck that guy. Maybe that's what was motivating Newton. He's like, this
3: guy's a fake friend. He's, uh, he'll sell out his buddies and that's not cool.
0: When asked about why he was doggedly uh, trying to hound William to get him arrested, he said, He's two-faced. <laughs> like that. Hey, uh, hmm. boss Newton, can, uh,
3: can me and the boys go home? It's, we've been working uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all day and we've been here after hours. We have families and wives to go home to. And then Newton's like, wife? What's that? <laughs> and he does a calculation on a chalkboard. He can't find the solution to wife.
0: Yeah. My feet dangle because of gravity. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> you don't like that. Um, finally, William is arrested in October 1699 on a comparatively minor charge of lottery fraud. Newton has William committed for uh, to trial on or for trial on counterfeiting charges, <laughs> and arranged for the judge to be the notoriously severe Sir Salathiel Lovell. Remember him? Ooh, you didn't want to get in Ooh. front of him. not oh. want to get him. You makes didn't Ju- want to get put in front of Salathiel. Makes <laughs> Judge
3: Judy look like a walk in the park.
0: Oh, my God. Makes Judge Judy look like uh, wife material. Makes
3: Judge <laughs> makes Judge Joe Brown look like uh, an easier walk in the park than even Judge uh, Judy. Yeah, was. you're right.
0: Remember how much Norm Macdonald liked Judge Judy? hmm He did? Yeah. He, like, loved her. at the time the structure of trials severely favored the prosecution and newton took full advantage of this he had two charges of counterfeiting brought against william either of which would have been enough to see him hang one was for producing fake coins the previous year and the second was for forging french pistoles the first coins william had made in london remember newton had a full slate of witnesses some were the wives of the men William had betrayed and sent to the gallows they testified to his crimes and his skill the verdict of guilty was never in doubt William sought to avoid his fate by fiending madness but as the reality of his situation set in his mental state actually did seem to suffer a genuine collapse.
3: Did he show up in court like Harvey Weinstein like with a neck brace and a cane? Yeah, and, like, and Bill Cosby. Un-
0: yeah. I'm blind, I can't walk, uh, my dick is weird.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my client's dick is weird. <laughs> yeah. He
0: doesn't want anyone to see this. <laughs> he wrote letters to Newton and the magistrates that were a mixture of wheedling and threatening. While in court, he denounced all the witnesses as liars and frauds. Uh, sounds like one of those uh, psychopathic con artist people who like just go down, like basically, you know, like screaming and kicking and screaming. After sentence was passed, he continued writing his letters but never received a reply. Aww. On the morning of his execution, March 22nd, 1699... He had first refused to see the priest sent to give him the sacrament, still protesting his innocence. Even as he was taken to the scaffold, he addressed the crowd, declaring himself murdered under pretense of law. The executioner, however, was unmoved. <laughs> Wasn't one of those sympathetic ones we mentioned earlier? He,
3: he didn't hand him like a counterfeit rope that wouldn't work. Or, yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> Soon enough, William Chaloner was no more. The man would wag oh. his pudding tongue. Never again. Wow. <laughs>
3: Goodbye, English rose. So
0: that story is also kind of popular for historians because of Sir Isaac Newton's involvement, obviously. And he was, uh, as you heard, obsessed. Like he was his nemesis. Do we that know is how? Really
3: interesting. Do we know how Sir Isaac reacted as the as challenger was hanged and his neck snapped like did he go like groovy
0: or like was he like <laughs> no he looked at everybody like uh, uh, beside himself seeing see that's gravity <laughs> <laughs> he threw an apple <laughs> onto his head <laughs> that is sir isaac newton right yeah apple head yep the yeah, apple head yeah. <laughs> applehead applehead, uh apple head gang yeah Wow. So there you go. William Chaloner. Interesting. Or Don Chaloner, H- if you're in James's family.
3: Yes. May that be a warning to any of you counterfeiters out there with your photocopy machines or your Photoshop?
0: Or your tin work, your handy you tin ever, work. Yeah?
2: Have you ever gotten a bill and and then you realize, like, oh, my God, this is fucking not real? Yeah. It's usually I the feel of it, right? Like, it feels yeah. like paper? Yeah.
0: I've definitely gotten it before. It's weird, it right? Like, I think I got busted trying to pay with one, unbeknownst to me, because I got paid in like a whack of bills. And then I was like, "Oh shit!" You can and I didn't know. Like, I don't think I got in trouble because it was clear that I didn't know. And I was like, "I think I paid with a real one right after." But I was like,
3: "Shit!" Modern Canadian money seems pretty impossible to counterfeit, I'd imagine. But American money polymer, right? Yeah, and it's like see through. It has holograms. American money is still just green on. White paper. You're like, right. It seems like it'd be really easy. I think it is super it's, easy. It's
0: rumpled green. Yeah. yeah well, it is easy because every time they go into massive debt, they just make more. <laughs> um, but what yeah. is money? Yeah. What is it? If what It's an agreement. Baby, don't hurt me. All we have to do is like say no, and then That's the true. whole world collapses. Was that That's William
3: Challenger's like defense? Like, what is money? <laughs>
0: yeah I think William Chaloner was like yeah hardcore libertarian
3: what is value
0: um Hmm. yeah interesting wanted to live off the
2: grid have you ever I feel like I have this memory but it seems insane to me but I feel like I remember seeing someone have a ten dollar bill and then be like oh I owe you five bucks and then rip it in half and give half the ten dollar bill to someone
3: (laughs) I feel like I've seen this
2: have you ever experienced anything like this
3: no, but I think the part is that has the value is the part that has the
2: serial well, number?
0: I mean Were they joking? No
2: no, like this was like <laughs> in the nineties. I remember someone doing this as though, of course, if you rip a ten dollar bill in half, that's five each. But I don't that think like that's how that works. It could be a dream. But I think I remember seeing like a parent's friend do that. Wow. Yeah. Let, really let us funny. know if you had any parents' friends in the 90s who ripped bills in half and said that was half the value. Here's
3: half the vo- here's five bucks. <laughs>
2: Michael, we're talking about my parents' friend here,
0: who I don't remember. That sounds, oh, yeah, I don't know.
3: I have one more question, Chris. Is it true that uh, what I read, is it true that the night that Chaloner was finally hanged, that that was the night that Sir Isaac Newton finally lost his virginity and banged all night and had a great time?
0: Yeah, I think he knew... Okay, this is the point where I need to let off some steam. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I also think he tried a beer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Newton.: Nothing is better than a cold beer after you've seen a man hanged for his, rightfully for his crimes. <laughs> right?: Absolutely. it's uh, it goes
2: beer uh, after a long day after uh, on a hot day, and then after you've seen someone hang for yeah, their crimes. A criminal hanged. Yeah Well. Is it time to bring out the evilometer? Now I'm looking at the evilometer, and it's looking a little
3: off. It's do you guys do you guys see what I'm talking about? He's a little bigger than usual, and usually he's made of iron. He seems to be made of uh, sort of like cheap tin. Wait yeah. a second. And his eyes are usually red and glowing like a demon, and they're green tonight.
2: Somebody counterfeited the fucking evilometer.
3: And turn around. Oh, he's got a great big dildo sticking out of the back of his butt.
2: Oh god damn it! All right, evilometer. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 um. This is a really good episode. I hope
3: someone gets hanged for this.
2: Um what to give or burned William yep. Chaloner. Uh I mean I'd give him pretty low, except he led people to their death and all that. So I'd give him a uh, seven point <laughs> Uh
3: William Chaloner. Um I'm gonna give him a legitimate and official rating of um Let me see here. Yeah, he did betray and cause a lot of Death, so he led those all those men with the pamphlet to your, their death. Imagine dying because of a pamphlet. That would be unsatisfying. Mm.
0: But that's also the laws of that stupid time. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I'll go around what you gave him, James. I'll give him yeah, like a I'll give him a 7.5. He
2: Seems like 5. bad enough. Okay. Yeah. Bad enough, but he's not, you know mm-hmm. he's not like keeping you up at night. Yeah.
0: So Christopher. I, I'm giving him a six. Wow. wow, you like him. Uh, He's nice. You like him. <laughs> He's nice. No, no. The thing is is because in the grand scope of evil men, which is a podcast that's going to go on and keep going on forever, mm-hmm. I want there to be a bit of the balance mm-hmm. to the evilometer. Mhm. Sometimes when I go high, I, I want it to be I want the person to be quiet. Want it to be earned. Yeah. Like a cold beer. Mhm. So, I'm giving him a six because six is still, I mean, you're on the damn evil ometer. You're not on, like, mm-hmm. you know, the vacation ometer. Yep. You're not on the good ometer.
2: Six is actually pretty reasonable. I'm
0: giving him a six because he counterfeited money, which I couldn't give two shits about. <laughs> but I guess it's more the betraying everybody. He was a, clearly a sociopath, mm-hmm. didn't care about people. So, he betrayed all these guys. And even though most of them were criminals as well. It's still like loyalty means something to me. And also, yeah, those guys are maybe using crime to get by. You don't know why. And they have families. He ditched his family. Yeah, like if it was just the counterfeiting, I'd honestly give him a one. Yeah. But,
2: yeah. You think of these poor guys screwed over by Chalon or...
0: Also... He did a good service by selling dildos to people. That's true. And <laughs> but, you know
2: what? Yeah, he was sex positive at a time that I can't imagine everyone was. Everybody's
0: private parts were just nasty. swamp water oh, back then. Oh, God, mm. yes. Just you like wise stickiness. Husband and wives probably didn't even
2: go down on each other because they'd be like, Egh. "Yeah, we both know it's not great.
0: And they they would look at each other and say, in these days and times, we don't go down on each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe one
0: day. Nah, maybe at the lake. Come this back summer.
2: After the invention of the, sh- the shower in the home. Or bidet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Come back g- to
2: me when they invent bath bombs. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, um, that's one thing you read a lot, which is obvious, but sometimes you don't think about it, that everybody back in the, those days fucking stink like shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Oh,
2: so, and actually, I went to uh, a castle in Ireland last year, <laughs> and uh, I did. It was a, tour, a tourist castle. <laughs> that's you lead
3: know. into it. <laughs> well,
2: and they showed like clothes would stink so badly that they would hang them in this specific place. To try to like air them out, but like they had to air them out in a a specific place because otherwise it would stink too much. Like, get bugs. One of your weird. How come U
3: two has never written a song or an album about this? It's a great question. The Stinky Clothes album. (laughs) 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 Just the whole band, like pinching their noses, standing beside a bunch of clothes. I'm
0: trying to think of a U two song about stinky clothes. Um, I still
2: have a, I still haven't found where the stink's coming from. Where the
3: clothes have no stink.
2: Oh, that's good. Sunday, stinky Sunday, <laughs> with or without stink. <laughs> Yeah. imagine
3: people, yeah, everything smelled even the guys who signed the like the founding fathers signing the constitution. Yeah, what
2: is <laughs> And I watched by, you know what? I was a while child. they were okay,
0: we were speaking about sorry, James, no, no, I, I just, have just have to oh. say, I just have to say yeah, this yeah, is important. Say it, say it dude. This is really important. While we were because we were talking about America earlier and mm-hmm. it was July 4th yesterday. Yeah. Um while they were signing the constitution. Oh, they were literally saying, like, get these flies off my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks. I walked
2: by a guy. I was in Chopper's Drug Mart today. <laughs> and I walked by a guy. And Castle one day, Chopper's Drug Mart the next. <laughs> well, within that life in 2023. That's life. <laughs> this guy. It was probably a 65-year-old dude.
0: Man, oh, he's stuck like hell. Yeah, Like, man. I actually wondered if he
2: crapped his pants.
0: Oh, fuck. Anyway. Okay, so... It's sad that he was stinky. Yeah, um, but I wanted to say, if there's any historians listening, tell us if there was oral sex back then. I mean, I guess I could, like, in the Actually, 17th century. I remember. Napoleon- like, did Jonathan Swift? Or uh, don't
3: they have like paintings in the caves in like Pompeii of like everyone 69 and stuff? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Napoleon They
0: must have just gone like take a dip. Napoleon would write
2: letters to Josephine and ask her not to wash her vajayjay because he liked it stinky. That's 100% true. That is true. Fuck. It's in the letters, you know? He said, oh, please don't wash your...
0: Oh, (laughs) no (laughs) wash (laughs) pas. I don't know what wash it is.
3: I remember reading about Napoleon and how Josephine had quite a reputation. I think she was slightly older than Napoleon, and it was a bit of a scandal, and... She was famous for in bed doing a sex move (laughs) called zigzags (laughs) and no historian has ever been able to figure out what zigzags are specifically. Mm. But I must have just
0: been the
3: first person in France to like girl on top. That's probably all it was. Mm. Yeah,
0: and then she moves her hips in a nice way. What is this
3: incredible new invention?
0: Qu'est-ce que c'est ça?
2: (laughs) Madame, madame. (laughs) It's called the zigzag. (laughs)
0: Well, apparently Napoleon also Started Cirque du Soleil
2: (laughs) I knew you were gonna Do a little curveball there Old
3: French clowns coming and doing a performance And just stinking of shit
0: (laughs) Yes, now we're there let's go back to Paris, France, 1680, and see some of the stinky shit, stinky clowns of the days of old. What was also those Italian ones called? They're like famous. They're, They're like... like Commedia dell'arte. Commedia dell'arte. Yeah, that guy with the big like banana nose, yeah. clown with the big butt, and everyone was like, oh, oh, fuck. And actually, a lot of clowns now stink too. <laughs> it's true, like... I guess they perfume. do have access to showers. But did France no. create perfumes? No, there's no way, right? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Crazy. It seems, seems very perfumey, Yeah, that city. Oh my Country. God! This <laughs> is the most invent- ignorant back half <laughs> of this <laughs> podcast we've ever had. You didn't Sorry, just call everybody. France a city. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean like <laughs>
1: France I meant invented CK.
0: No, One comes from Paris.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that was another great episode of. <laughs>